0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Aaron Moy says Ange Postacoglu is still as intimidating as he remembers Rangers continue their chase for left-back Ridvan Yilmaz And Motherwell are in Europa Conference League action tonight I'm Andrew McLean, joining me in the studio is Mark Wilson Yeah, usually the close season at this time could be a wee bit boring But you can't say that for this week Since I was here last, loads have happened Celtic Rangers deep into their pre-season now And got a couple of games under their belt since I was last in there In the transfer window there's been activity Both clubs signing players And of course Bassey going out for a record fee Teams in the Premier Sports Cup Underway as well But the big one tonight Is the European football For Motherwell I'm sure the fans will be Flocking along there And I'm sure A few regular Guests on here Well no guests Presenter and pundit Will be there At the game supporting them Yeah there's been loads happening And can you believe it Next week is the start of the Premiership season as well The top flight starts back in just over a week's time Well it's incredible I mean we've chatted about it the last few weeks How the players seem to get uh, such little rest nowadays Because they come out the back of a long grueling season Where some of them have to play upwards of 60 plus games Then they're into international football Before you know it They're right back into pre-season And then the league season is upon us But for us in the studio, Andrew, we are desperate for it to start back. There's only so long we can string it talking about potential signings and who's going where or who's exiting or what might happen. What we're really wanting is the season underway. And I know the Premier Sports Cup has been going on for a couple of weeks now, but I think the arrival a European football qualification for Motherwell at this time really signals the real start of it. And then come next week, we're right back in it. Don't worry, you can bet we're going to string it out for another couple of nights But there is plenty <laughs> happening There's been loads of transfers As Mark says, there's European football on tonight Motherwell taking on Sligo Rovers Maybe you're off to that game and want to chat to us about it Maybe you want to talk about Celtic signings this week What about the the sale of Calvin Bassey Rangers of course signing Ben Davis as well Ridvan Yilmaz, the man potentially coming in at left back as well There's loads on the go So let's hear from you 0141 951 1025 Let's uh, hear about from one of Celtic's new signings though uh, Aaron Moy He's been speaking about Ange Postacoglu The two uh, work together uh, on the international stage And Aaron Moy says Ange Postacoglu is still as intimidating as he remembers um, Moy says he's always liked the manager's style of play To enjoy my football Obviously Celtic challenges for trophies as well I haven't uh, won many trophies in my career So um, yeah Hopefully uh, I can be part of a successful team. The manager I obviously know from the national team for a few years. Um, he likes to play good football, um, play on the deck, quick quick triangle uh, patterns. and um, I enjoyed it a lot when I was working with him in the national team. So it obviously makes it a little bit easier for me, uh, the transition, because I know sort of what he likes so but yeah hopefully it all works out for for me and for everyone he's still intimidating yeah. uh, I've, uh, <laughs> yeah he just has that aura about him so he's done an amazing job so far at Celtic and I'm sure he will continue to do well yeah, a man know, uh, Ange Postacoglu knows very well in Aaron Moy and Aaron Moy saying there that he's got this aura about him as a manager, he's quite intimidating. Mm. Are those the types of managers that can really get the best out of players because oh, players yeah. are 
are maybe scared of what's going to happen if they don't play well <laughs> or they just want to play well for them well that is I mean fear factor in football is a big thing you know especially when you get to the top end a lot of the good or the top managers probably don't spend a lot of their time on the coaching pitch you know doing drills and setting out practices it's it's more what they say to players at certain times now the great example would probably be Martin O'Neill at Celtic now I never played under him but a couple of the guys I did play beside said that spent little time in the training ground but you were scared to let him down when he was there he entered the room things fell silent I think Ange Postecoglou seems that type of guy but I think he's got the coaching side added to that as well I think he controls everything at that club just now now for Aaron Moy I think it only serves him well that the manager knows him and he knows the manager I mean he's not he's not starting from zero and having to understand the way that this manager plays what he expects he knows he's been there plus he's an experienced player you know he's got a, a good amount of games behind him he's well travelled um, I, I don't think he'll be a certain starter but I certainly think he'll be a useful addition to the squad by all accounts it looks as if he's had to earn Ange Postacoglu's trust or, or respect because I was reading something from a, an Australian journalist early, earlier on and he was saying that Aaron Moy was actually left out of Ange Postacoglu's 2014 World Cup squad. He was mm. left out of his 2015 Asian <laughs> Cup squad as well. But after that, he then became a key part of Ange Postacoglu's Australian side. So whatever happened in between there, Ange Postacoglu clearly saw the value in Aaron Moy. So much so that, you know, all this way down the line, seven years later, he's now signing in for Celtic. Yeah, and that shows probably the development in the player himself because... I think Ange Postecoglou would be the kind of guy who would be fair and upfront with you. I don't think he would be a sort of manager that would leave you out a game or leave you out a squad for a big tournament like that without explaining what he expects of you. So fair play to Aaron Moy. He must have taken on board whatever Ange Postecoglou told him at that time and steadily went about building his career to be the player that would get him in that squad. And he, he succeeded, he got there. And now it's came full circle that he's actually hit the big time in terms of club football. Now, he's been tra- well-travelled, he's been down south, he's been in China. He mentioned himself there. He's not won any trophies in his career. And coming to Celtic, it's a big step from winning no trophies in your career to be expected to win all the trophies in one country this year. So it's a big jump, but I think it will certainly serve him well, having went through that sort of apprenticeship, rebuilding a kind of style to suit post the Coglu at an international level and obviously the manager rates him to bring up me the club at this time You talked about his experience could that be key as well because you look at the other players in that Celtic midfield there's Turnbull O'Reilly who are still pretty young Rayo Hitati as well he, he does bring a bit more experience to yeah. that area of the pitch and especially when Tom Rogic has just left and he was the, the experienced head in, in that area of the Celtic yeah. midfield yes Callum McGregor sits a bit further back and is in there as well who has plenty of experience I think you need it we've chatted a couple of weeks about the positions that Celtic need to fill now left back was one um, uh, uh, and that got done centre half and a holding midfielder I was going on for a, a about a couple of weeks Just saying they need someone there A bit of physicality A bit of experience To help Lift the load from McGregor I think Moy could be that guy You know Used to probably be More advanced in his In his style But We all know When age catches up with you And you're in that position You tend oh, I don't know to just about that uh, yeah, well, you're, you're still young <laughs> uh, And you're still mobile I'm, I'm certainly not But you, you tend to drop back and, and leave the longer yards To the younger 
members of the squad and I think Moy will fit that role centrally perfect for Celtic Yeah well let's hear a bit more from Aaron Moy because he talks about what roles he's played in recent years and also says he asked Tom Rogic for some advice before joining the club Early on in my career in Australia I played in like a double double pivot um, but and then through the middle of my career maybe a bit more attacking but yeah lately with the national team I was playing as a lone six, so wherever I play, I don't mind. Just yeah, I'm just here to help. Yeah, I messaged him the other day and asked for some tips, but he just said uh, you don't need any tips. It's an easy, easy dressing room to to be comfortable in, and yeah, obviously, I know the manager how he likes to train, and um, yeah, he said he'll enjoy it. So hopefully, he's right. Yeah, he looks as if he can fill a couple of those roles in the Celtic midfield, whether it is one of the more attacking roles, or as he says there, he's played as a, a lone six, a more holding midfielder for Australia, his national yeah. team in the, in the last couple of years. I, I've just got this feeling that that's, that'll be his role at Celtic. You know, a bit more experience, just to to let the younger ones go. If you, you look at the way Celtic play, uh, you know, with the, the white guys, and if it was Rogic, I know he's away, but you've got Riley filling that kind of gap in there. I think just at the base would be somewhere more suited. Would that to give him. Celtic more balance in, say, Champions League games, for example, yeah. if it's Moy McGregor plus one yeah. rather than say McGregor and two more attacking players in Turnbull, O'Reilly, Hatati? Yeah, I think I think that would have a good look about it. You know, because you think of McGregor as well, it can easily switch to going forward. But if you got McGregor Moy in there, the the two players who are disciplined, experienced, have have played in big games before. So would know how to be that kind of holding role for Celtic. But if you need to chase the game, there are two players who can turn things over and go the other way as well. So it's a signing that looks on paper that's well suited. And I think what should give Celtic fans confidence as well is it's Ange Postecoglou's name all over this one. You know, he's worked with him. He's brought him in. He thought about it for a, a wee while because... There was that link in, in the newspapers and we heard about it, but it didn't quite happen instantly. But he's thought about it, he's brought it in and the Celtic fans have no reason at this moment to doubt the manager. Well, let's hear from you at home 01419511025. Celtic, of course, made another signing this week as well. Moritz Jens, the central defender, came in. It was a position that we'd heard quite a lot of Celtic fans on the phones saying that they felt needed to be filled. Mark, yeah. um, a young player, still only 23, maybe hasn't had a whole lot of experience in terms of just games played. Played in Switzerland, he's played in France, but clearly Celtic see some potential there, and it's a sort of what are these loan to buy deals that worked really well for Celtic yeah. last season? Yeah, well, I think the model works well. I don't think anyone can doubt that after what the Celtic fans saw last year with Jota and Carter Vickers. So, um, the right to go down that road again. Um, I'm, I've got a, a Matt. I don't know much about Maurice Jens, um, so I'll reserve judgment in, in what he's like. He could be a star find. He he, he might be outstanding. He might be another one who comes in and it's a bit of a revolving door. How many times have we seen that throughout the years? Um, a kind of unknown. But he could be another Carter Vickers. So I think the club have got that structure right at the minute. But it's certainly a position that needed bolstered. If you look at the way they are just now, you know, Carter Vickers and Starfield injured. You've got Welsh, Julian's obviously. Yeah, what what do you think this means for Christopher Julian? Well, because it looked as if he, do you think that's his that's got to be the end, Surely. It's got to be the end. I mean, it was the end a few weeks ago when he was so close to signing. Uh, you know, uh, and it fell through at the last minute. 
and he comes back, always think you know that that's probably the end for you. It, it, it takes something extraordinary to get back in favour with the manager, then for you to feel happy, for you to feel wanted, and for you to displace Starfield and Carter Vickers. I think Julian wants to be a first pick. He wants to play every week. I don't think it's guaranteed at Celtic, so I think he's he's away. And then this signing, I think, means his time's up. 01419511025 on the phones. Joe is a Celtic fan up next. Joe, a few bits of business Celtic have done this week. A couple more players in the door. How are you feeling about the squad at the moment? Well, I think the, the signing of the Australian boy, Aaron Moy, I think, obviously, Ange knows that guy and he's brought him in. I don't know much his career, as I said. Uh, I know he was in Scotland 10 years ago, but he seems to have a, certain, a decent set of a work great about him and the fact that Andrews went for the master working for the Australian team the boy obviously knows signing him at 29 year old and getting you know, a 30 whatever it is uh, 30 30 years, years old he is Joe he's a couple of years older than that yep. uh, and getting him a two year deal that tells me that they've obviously spoken they know each other he knows the work rate the manager requires and that boy Aaron must know that he's not going to play every game but he's there to enhance his squad and, and let the boys know it's already there the work rate that this manager expects which is quite high I would say Yeah Mark every signing has an element of risk to it but some of that risk is taken out when the manager knows a player as well as he does and has managed him on several occasions Yeah certainly does um, I mean signing a player at 31 always kind of gets people to raise their eyebrows a wee bit I think especially I suppose it Celtic. depends on what other business you're doing if you're also bringing in young players along with it then yeah. it maybe doesn't raise too many eyebrows but if you're if you're signing loads of older players then it's maybe it's, uh, well, red flags because you you wonder where the pressure of the club's going Celtic's got a great balance you know the the age in the squad just now I think is is you know fairly level uh, on an average over the, over the full piece an older player you think oh can he do it is his best years behind him I've seen it that yes that is the case that they come and they go oh, well his best years are behind I've seen it where players come and, and are outstanding and you go wow wish you could have discovered them earlier but Joe's right Postacoglu has worked closely with this player now when we say closely I mean day in day out in training when you're away in international duty everyone will tell you how how um, you know precise things are. Um, so for him to identify Moy as someone who can fit into this squad tells you everything. Because you look at the tail end of this, the season, the Celtic squad pretty pretty perfect, one or two holes there. But he obviously thinks Moy's a player and a character can fit right into that dressing room. That should tell you enough. Joe, how are you feeling about the Celtic squad at the moment? Is there much business to be done anymore? Do you think that the squad's fine the way it is? No, I think they've definitely need another signing. I think another big guy up front. I think we need we're, we're missing a bit of height and bulkiness in the team. I know the Japanese boys and everything have been great, and the speed and te- technicality of the game these days has moved on. I think we need a wee bit of bulk in the team. Does Jack Marcus not offer opinion, that physicality yeah, in the final I, third, Joe? Yeah, I it does. It does, mate. But to be honest, seeing the past couple of seasons when we go up against Rangers. They've had the bigger players in the team. Even we might have won the one lucky one in the cup where the bully does. And we've we maybe won or drew a couple since then as well. But in the past couple of years, Rangers have bullied us. And I think it's down to the fact we've not got big enough players in the team. We need somebody to stand up, 
I know Big Carter's here, he's a great player. Uh, and there's a few others that dotted about the team, like Giamakis and whatever else. But I think we need a bigger stature in the team to be able to compete this season. Well, the, the, I, I suppose when you go back to the Martin O'Neill era that I was chatting about earlier, that their team was a team full of giants, but they were giants who could actually play football. You know, they were an exceptional football side. Um, this Celtic side, in my opinion, is the opposite. I'd, I'd agree with you in terms of there isn't a lot of height in there. When you look across the back four, even Carter Vickers isn't exceptionally tall. You look at the two left backs, quite small, Cal McGregor, you go through the full shooting match. Jack Marcus is probably the biggest in there. So in height, not great, but they can play football. Now, Rangers did have a bit of physicality with Lundstrom in a couple of the games and you could see their strength, Goldson and, and guys like that, Bassey, even a big lad at the time. But Celtic still held their own in terms of football and still won enough games to win them the title. So, kind of, be careful what you wish for. You start bringing in, you know, giants just to be physical, you lose a lot of what Ange Postacoglu wants his team to play like. Well thank you to Joe After the break we'll be going live to Far Park We'll also be taking a look at a left back That Rangers are chasing Give us a call 01419511025 You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson here with me Andrew McLean In the second part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard A huge night for Motherwell in Europe They're up against Sligo Rovers We'll look at that in a bit And hopefully head to Fur Park as well To get the live build up to that game Let's take a look though at uh, A potential signing for Rangers This is one Rangers are interested in They are continuing their pursuit of Turkish left-back Ridvan Yilmaz The 21-year-old He plays for Besiktas uh, The two clubs currently trying to negotiate over a fee Mark, he already has five caps for Turkey He's been a regular for his club for a while now and yeah. this is all part of the process of replacing Calvin Bassey they've already brought in Ben Davis but I suppose that is when it comes to the, the versatility of Calvin Bassey he could play centre back he could play left back you're really going to have to bring in two players yeah. to, to replace him and that's the downside of having a player like him you know leave the club uh, great the amount of money that it's able to generate for the squad but you have to bring in a couple of quality players and ready made almost quality players now I know he's uh, Yilmaz 21 But like you say He's an internationalist for Turkey um, Not a bad side um, So if they can get it over the line And get it over the line quickly Then it softens the blow I think Ben Davis in paper looks a good signing now, I know he didn't play a lot of football last season But we chatted about him signing for Celtic And we, we gave all the pros If you sign for Liverpool If Liverpool want you Then you're not a bad player Now it's a different kettle of fish breaking into that Liverpool side so that was a problem for him but I don't think there's any doubt that he can come up here and play and it'll be the same for the left back so Van Bronckhurst not hanging about with the money that's been paid into Rangers bank account he has obviously told the guys upstairs we need to strengthen and strengthen quickly and the Rangers hierarchy are allowing them to do that well, let's go back to the phones Gary is a Rangers fan in Wishaw Gary what's on your mind tonight? Evening lads, how's keeping? You doing all right? All good, Gary. Yourself? Um, very well, thanks. And um, just first of all, what to say? Well done on the show last night. Um, football's for everyone, in my opinion. So um, I thought that was a great show last night. So well done on your team doing that. I thought that was great. Um, thanks, Gary. Just I was going to say was so. Just my point um, this evening is just about character. Um, so for me, I went to the West Ham game um, against West Ham, um, and I saw a total difference. Um, there was a bit of, from uh, players, for example, like Barisic. Um, Kamara 
um, Lundstrom etc Lundstrom 88 minutes gone still pushing the team forward a bit gravitized uh, amongst, amongst the, part, uh, the players um, but for me it's just I think characters going to be a big part of this season I think um, when it was came to the 10 in a row season um, Rangers showed a lot of character and it faded away last season there was more character for the European games um, so I thought there was a lot of character in the West Ham games I think there's a lot of people um, in that team that's got uh, a point to prove on a personal note the only thing I would say on a sort of negative note was I looked at the character of Ryan Kent and he still had a brilliant performance but there was moments where he had his head down I watched the highlights scored the goal not much of a celebration etc so there's a lot of people out there who have a point to prove I think this season especially Borna Barisic and he proved it I think the players like Wright and Kent the new players coming in you'd expect a bit of character a bit of um, trying to point to prove that I didn't see it against West Ham so I just wanted to get your thoughts tonight do you think character can make the difference between this close two-way race next season? I think it always does really when when you get down to nitty gritty between Celtic and Rangers character is key um, I mean last season you're probably right Gary in terms of the European football Rangers had bags of character I mean some of the times where they were really up against it they were defending with their lives and they managed just to dig out a result from, from somewhere it was probably the opposite um, in some of the games uh, here in Scotland and Celtic were the opposite you think of Celtic how they won the league the big goals at big moments I always think back to like Ralston's winner against Ross County where they had to really dig deep to get to get the three points games at home where it wasn't going right against Dundee United and you needed character to drag you through to the last minute that's what won your league titles in terms of players proving points well Gary mentions Barisic I suppose he does have something to prove because he was in the, the team when Bassi took over. Now Bassi goes out the door. Barisic may have been thinking for a slight moment, oh yes. But at the back of his mind he must have been thinking there's going to be somebody coming in to challenge me. So he's got to prove while he's got the jersey at that time that he is going to be the number one left back. Kent, I mean, I suppose you can read too much into it We can't It is pre-season still So maybe cut them some slack In that sense that Yeah there, there are some players That maybe just don't get Too excited about scoring In a nah, pre-season friendly No it's rubbish No I'll be honest I, I hated pre-season friends That's why I never scored in them Andrew I couldn't be bothered <laughs> That's the but, reason yep, okay. But Ken Ken I mean who knows Maybe he is unhappy Maybe it's just because It's pre-season But You know he needs a good start I think See just to dispel All that kind of Nonsense that fans maybe say Oh his head's no in it Look at him he's not started well See if he starts the first couple of weeks Bang at it Then fans will forget all that Gary was that sort of attitude you're talking about Was that a, a marked difference from what you saw At stages last season Does that seem like it's something that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst having had that time On the training pitch in pre-season Has tried to drill into his players Or is it just a sort of gradual progression I think there's a freshness amongst the team I think the, the last season Gio's came in He's not had a lot of time on the training ground. He's taken over Gerard's squad at that point. Um, I, I can see an appetite that I just didn't see last season. So for me, I think he's had time to actually spend time with individuals, um, have those conversations, bring in the players that he wants. Um, I thought um, Matondo looked absolute class. Um, but overall, I think there is a freshness about Rangers. Um, and going sort of on a different point, but the thing is, I think Rangers um, have got a good balance here. As much as they're bringing in new players, you've still got the characters of Davis, McGregor, Arfield, etc., who can tell them what it's like to be a Ranger. Um, so for me overall, I think there is a freshness, there's an appetite. We'll see the situation with Kent and um, Wright, for example, but I just see yeah, like fresh in your legs, and it's not just pre-season. There's something different in there. 
Yeah Mark Some Rangers fans we had on the phones Had criticised the fact that Rangers Had given new deals to the likes of Stephen Davis And the likes of Scott Arfield Because they thought that that was maybe going to take up places In the squad for new signings But the fact that Rangers have gone out And made signings, plenty of signings On top of that Does that show a balance that that Gary's saying that they do have these experienced players coupled with the new players and that could be a, a good mix. Yeah, but I think Rangers fans were right to to worry a bit because Bassey hadn't been sold yet. So they're thinking they're offering, you know, the older players contracts without bringing any fresh blood in. And I made the point a couple of weeks ago, these players have been great servants and they'll still do a job for Rangers, but sometimes you need to freshen things up a bit. And it was the finances, I suppose. But when you sell Bassey for so much, then you can... You can look to bring younger players in. Now, of course, you've now got the players signed up, Davis and Arfield and thing who know the club, who can then integrate these younger players better into the squad. So, no doubt about it, when you've got players running about the club who know it inside out, who's been there over the course and won trophies, then it helps new signings adapt to Scottish football pretty easily. Gary, what do you make of the Bassey deal as a whole? Not only the money Rangers got for Bassey, but you look at the ins that have followed Ben Davis and potentially Ridvan Yomaz as well. Rangers look as if they're going out and spending some of that money. Are you quite happy with the way it's working out overall? I think it had to happen. For years, Rangers were um, buying, buying and not selling. Um, I think it's an amazing bit of business and I don't, I'm sorry what the other side of Glasgow say, if you get two players who literally was not getting a game they played for six, nine months and then all of a sudden they're selling for the amount of money that they have, um, it's ridiculous it's good business and the point is as well, um, Hugh said it the other night, it's good for Scottish football right our name is now across England, it's across Italy etc, it can all be good for the Scottish game, um, but it had to happen for Rangers and it is happening and I don't also another point is realistically that European run to a final um, that generally was an advertisement for Rangers for these players etc I think some of the players knew it um, but it clearly said, I don't think Bassey would have went for 20, 21 whatever he's went for if he had just been one Rangers the league that European run is where that money's came from um, so European runs do great things But European runs aren't for everyone are they So that's a different story <laughs> What a wee dig there Gary eh? oh, I almost got off the line with it a dig <laughs> well, he, You're right actually he's, he's totally right in terms of the Bassey situation And the transfer fee Because you know people people say Well put out the Europa League in early stages ah, It's only the Europa League Didn't really want to get far in that But it enhances everything about your club you know, it enhances the name. If you get to the latter stages, and particularly the final, then, you know, the money you get from qualification after qualification into the next rounds obviously goes up and up and up, and you get a pot at the end of it, like Rangers will. But your players, you know, are, are showcased on the big stage that you get a bigger transfer fee if that's what you're looking to do. But Gary's right also. If players are looking at your team and you've been in a European final, they'll say, look, we'll have a bit of that. We'll come next year. No problem. We've seen you... In Europe So I think that's the place Rangers are at When they're going after targets just now They can show them that Look, This is what it's like to, to come to this club Do you fancy it? And I think a lot of them will Well there does look to be some developing news When it comes to Rangers You know Fabrizio Romano The oh, uh, that, transfer oh, guru on, on Twitter He has tweeted about Rangers In the last half hour He says Rangers have reached an agreement With James Tavernier To sign a new contract Until June 2026 Been told it's now done And sealed Official announcement expected In the next day So that's Fabrizio Romano right. That is reporting that Tweet it's, him back <laughs> Where do you get your info free? How does he know everything about... Maybe he's just got loads of pals in the business. You never know. 
Just good context. But he strikes me the guy that's got no pals. And <laughs> no pals whatsoever and just sits, uh, uh, sits on his phone all day. He's across everything. It's incredible. And he's, he's very rarely wrong. So for Rangers fans, uh, I guess that's a good bit of news. Gary, if that turns out to be true, how big is that? For James Tavernier, the, he's one of those players where he was inspirational last season. Um, but he, as the time goes on, he will become that. He's part of the legacy at Rangers. Alan McGregor, Davis, Arfield, he'll be able to teach the new ones what it's like to be a Rangers, etc. Um, he is probably one of the best right-backs currently right now in Britain. Um, he is getting older, but as I says, what he'll bring off the field as well as on the field, um, you just you can't really buy, so that'd be a fantastic deal. Yeah, he has a, a huge influence over this Rangers team, Mark, and if Rangers are able to keep a hold of him for another few years, what's that, another four years, then I'm sure... Plenty of Rangers fans along with Gary will be happy about that. Yeah, well, he's been through the mill with Rangers, really. Um, you know, where he came from, you know, building his, his self up, becoming captain, then getting slated for some of his comments by his own fans, to turning it around to be a league-winning captain and then a captain to take his team to the Europa League final, um, as well as adding all the numbers. We keep going on about the numbers, but it's, it is exceptional for a right-back to score that many goals and that many assists season after season so Rangers had to lose him through you know going elsewhere or through injury it would be a huge loss for them um, and that's quite unusual to say for a right back me being a right back nobody cares when right backs are injured because it just they, in my day they just move like Gary Caldwell centre half over to right back it was a disaster but they get away with it James Tavernier slightly different Well thank you to Gary It is of course a big big night in Europe for Motherwell We will go live to Fur Park after the break And also uh, Hibs have found out They Well they had a disciplinary hearing They fielded a suspended player in their game last night They found out the outcome of that I'll bring you the news after these 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson here with me Andrew McLean in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard 0141-951-1025 if you want to get in touch and it is a big big night in Europe for Motherwell they're up against Sligo Rovers in the Europa Conference League qualifiers and on this show Mark we always love to give Young budding reporters A chance <laughs> yep. in the yep. business So let's cross live To Fur Park With Gordon Duncan Yes Is this work experience Is this what work <laughs> experience Looks like Yeah we'll let you some know If people, you can come back Next week or not Some people spend Their summer holidays In warm climates Some people jet off To far flung destinations I'm five minutes From the house Speaking to Mark Wilson On a Thursday night Never let it be said That I don't live <laughs> The high life on this show What Seriously. a dream what a dr- Have you missed me Gordon I've missed like you. a hole in the head oh, Honestly Unbelievable And I even had the displeasure Your other uh, sidekick usually On a Thursday night I had to go and pick up This piece of equipment That I'm broadcasting <laughs> from just now I had to go and pick it up From his house She's still alive So I was hoping to no, I was hoping to avoid while. him oh. uh, I've been trying to avoid him For the full summer um, But I went And believe it or not He actually is coming to the game Did he pay for his ticket? Absolutely not No chance But he's coming to the game Nevertheless Good And uh, he tells me <laughs> This perhaps gives you an insight into his, um, his managerial career, Mark. I know you'll like this. He says that he's sitting behind the goals tonight uh, because you get a you get a better view from there, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, he got a pretty good view of this studio, Airdrie, when he was, <laughs> he was chief exec there. He didn't see any so, action. Yeah, so I'm not sure um, about that. There's a reason, I think, that most people prefer to sort of sit up above the dugout and so on. But yeah, he's sitting behind the goals, so keep an eye out for him. And on a serious note, looking forward to it, the fact that he is going to the game 
probably speaks volumes. I think the summer holidays are helping in the good weather, but there is a proper buzz about the place. You can see loads of fans on the drive up gathering in big groups, whether it's in you know some of the local pubs around here. I know there's a, a group of young fans sort of walking up together from one of the local parks and all the rest of it. Um, but the place has got a, a real buzz about it. The pitch is looking unbelievable. I think everyone knows it was sort of the best pitch or one of the best pitches in the league anyway. They've then gone one step further, ripped it all up, spent a lot of money on it in the summer. They've taken away some of that slope, Mark. You know, you used to fall down the slope over there. <laughs> I the did, yeah, struggled. Stands. That was right in the right in the right back slot, if you like. Mm -hmm. They've levelled some of that off, um, and it, it's, the place is looking absolutely brilliant. But of course, on the pitch, business to be done. If Mullow have got any chance of getting to the group stages of the the Conference League, it, it starts here, uh, home to Sligo Rovers, and uh, for Graham Alexander, it's business as usual. He's named three of the new summer signings in his team. Liam Kelly continues in goal, as you would imagine, but Paul McGinn, one of the McGinn brothers, of course, he's in there at right back, a familiar name to everyone, Bevis McGabby, Ricky Lamy, Jake Carroll in the back four, Callum Slattery and Barry Maguire in midfield, along with one of the other new signings in Blair Spittle, again, in fact, is, was he not the man signed to replace you at Dundee United, Mark Wilson? Ah, OK, don't rub it in, don't rub it in, I just, he was. Just, I, just, I, thought, I thought I could remember I hope that. he has a nightmare that, that on the night. Um, and up front, Kevin Van Veen, Connor Shields and another of the new signings, Josh Morris, signed from Salford City as well. Now these these qualifiers, I think it's the eighth time in 14 seasons Motherwell have been in Europe and, and they can bring their own challenges because obviously you're trying to get through to Europe, that speaks for itself, but, but strangely probably get into the game as favourites. You know, the teams like Motherwell don't, don't spend many games as, as favourites, never mind in Europe, so they can be tough. We've seen... Unfortunately, far too many of our clubs slip up on banana skins like this in recent seasons. So a big expectant crowd. They're all set up for a, a display in the stand opposite the tunnel to greet the players when they come out. They'll fancy this tonight and the players have got a big job to do. And just to quash any fake news, any internet rumours, you will be back next week, Monday night, 6 to 8, Gordon. Yeah, as far as I'm aware, unless something changes between now and then. I don't want to ruin anyone's week, but I'll be here on Monday. There we go, good stuff. Looking forward to the return of the two-hour shows and looking forward to that game tonight, Mark, because it's a huge game. I don't know what Mother will have done to UEFA because I think the last four European ties they've had, Glentoran, Coleraine, Sligo Rovers, and the other was Hapoel, Beersheba. <laughs> but I think when the fans are looking for yeah, a, a great away day. away day, maybe somewhere sunny, and th those have been the games the cards have been dealt. I did laugh, Andrew, when the, the tie came out because when Motherwell secured their place... Gordon was chatting about that he could be part of a, an exotic away day and when I seen that was Sligo I thought wow that's that's probably the last team you want but listen it's an opportunity to progress Gordon Wright Gordon favourites Motherwell I mean I know it's early in the season these games are always tricky when you're trying to get your players up to speed and you're going into a game that's so important and of course financially can bring um, some money into the club then they're difficult But I fancy Motherwell Tonight I mean they've still got A good squad there um, Good few additions As well So I fancy them And it could be In the next round though Prague Gordon Duncan Do you fancy that? Well I was thinking It's going to be a Thursday night Mark Wilson You see where I'm going With this Surely I mean well, we missed me out On that trip to I mean you got yeah, to Prague we, Yeah we missed out On that trip to Seville Andrew was lucky enough To go So surely me yeah. You And we'll even take Gordon DL with us I'm not sure Gordon bad. DL would make it back well, from well, Prague what, what could possibly <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure he's got a passport has he when was the last time he was at the country 
Oh, honestly, well, listen, there is a lot of football to be played before then, but I'm going to set those wheels in motion. Yes, I, would I like love it, to Gordon. Imagine him, with a, imagine him with a GoPro strapped around his chest <laughs> in Prague, let loose oh, no. for a couple of days. We'd be able to broadcast at least 20% of it, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to that being the final Super Scoreboard show <laughs> that is ever broadcast. But thank you to Gordon Duncan. Hope you enjoy that game at Fur Park tonight. And there is, there is something always enjoyable about these early qualifiers. I remember last year, St Johnston playing against you know, Galatasaray. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so there's always, always a lot of interest Yeah there is I, I remember watching the games on TV I mean it didn't seem that long ago Of course a year on But for Motherwell Gordon touched on it there The fans It's a long summer for them Even though it's a quick summer for the players It's a long summer for the fans And when they go into a game like this right away Gordon touched on the fans across The other side from the main stand They've got a display ready Motherwell fans are Are uh, growing a reputation for putting on displays And and being fairly loud and fairly organised with, with their support So that'll be good for them to see as well uh, They've got a beautiful night Gordon touched on the surface The players will be desperate to get there and get on with it It does just allow the fans to dream as well Of what is possible If yeah. they could potentially get through to those group stages Well, I mean Being a fan uh, of teams like Motherwell Dundee United as well I mean Callum He must have dreams of going to a, a far-fetched country He's been there in the past of course with United But you get through these early rounds have you managed to negotiate your way into the group stages? I mean, what a season it is for you. It's a season that you always remember for young kids who have never experienced that. Fathers, mothers taking their kids away on European trips. It's something that sticks in your memory. And it all starts now. So early in the season, but this is where it begins. Yeah, we'll bring you all the reaction to that Motherwell game tomorrow night. Another story that I said... I would bring you is Hibs they fielded a suspended player against oh. Morton last night they drew the game they lost the bonus point penalty shootout it went to a hearing today I think the outcome was inevitable because this seems to happen so often in the group yeah. stages of the Premier Sports Cup it is it's a strange thing but I don't know whether it's just too early in the season and clubs haven't got everything together and they end up making mistakes like this but it's happened to Hibs now it happened to Stranraer as yeah. well last night but Hibs have been given a 3-0 automatic 3-0 <laughs> loss and not only that it means that they are now out of the league How, cup it means they can't now qualify for the knockout yeah. stages so that is a really costly error that's ridiculous because on the pitch not a great start at all for them um, but off the pitch just a shambles a club the size of Hibs it should never happen now I've got a bugbear with us with the, the smaller teams like you say Stranraer and it's happened before in the past year after year with small teams because the staff is you know it's such a skeleton staff that you can see, just see how things may slip under the radar. But for a club the size of Hibs, that should never happen. Is it Rocky Bashiri? Yeah, so normally it's ones that have been suspensions. It's a new <laughs> it's just, player that is carried over yeah. and the, the paperwork has maybe been, you know, they've, they've not looked at it properly and the player hasn't, you know, been able to play and has played. But it was Rocky Bashiri who I think was booked twice in this group stage yeah. already and then should have been unavailable to play, played and that's now hips out the cup you know what I, I would exonerate the manager from this because people may say oh the manager should know well the manager has got a million things on his head he's got tactics he's got players coming to his door he's got to pick a team he's got to pick his strongest team the club secretary and the people upstairs hand the manager the list of players who are available and unavailable so something's went wrong there but it's a club the size of Hibs shocking and you think about it they're at the tournament before their biggest rivals are even in the tournament so that speaks volumes before a ball's even kicked in the season. That's the last thing you need as a new manager when you've lost to Falkirk already yep. in the tournament and then the draw last night, Hibs fans would have thought was bad enough and then mm. losing the penalty shootout. But 
to then have this on top of it very early in the season when you're a new manager no it's it's maybe not your fault that this has happened but it just adds to potential pressure that could build I just think the culture at that club just now is all wrong I mean you look back in Hibs when Jack Ross was there everything looked to be going in the right direction okay he wasn't getting them over the line to win a trophy but he was getting them to the finals he was getting them into third place and then all of a sudden he's gone then Maloney's in he's gone now a new manager there's all sorts of mistakes the new manager has to sort out the culture of that club quickly to get Hibs back to where they deserve to be because they've got the budget they've got the fan base they've got the stadium there's just so much more wrong with that club at the minute that the fans just won't stand for and you mentioned the rivals aren't even in the competition yet they made a signing of their own oh, yesterday yeah. Lauren Shankler coming in is that a good, good deal for you? good signing that I I wondered if my old club United would fancy having him back but Hearts obviously I think the possibility of that was gone after Stephen Fletcher came in yeah Fletcher of course Fletcher was available I think that was a good move as well but Shankland is a goal scorer an out and out goal scorer um, and I think he'll do well at Hearts for the amount of chances you think of the, the players around about him who's going to be supplying him he will score goals at that club and uh, I know it didn't work out abroad for him but it's a real chance for that boy to reunite his Scotland career Come to Hearts if they finish third again and go wait later on in the Scottish Cup and Premier Cup, then he's got a chance of getting in that squad. It's about finding that partnership with Liam Boyce as well. Ellis Sims did it really well when yeah. he came in on loan, and it's now time to see if Shankland and Boyce can do it. Well, Boyce can play a bit deeper. Shankland, in my mind, will lead the line off the shoulder. The amount of chances he'll get, he'll be double figures this season. Well, that's all we've got time for. Unfortunately, tonight we will bring you all the reaction tomorrow night of that Motherwell against Sligo Rovers game in the first leg of the Europa Conference League qualifiers. But thank you for all your calls. Thank you for your tweets. And thank you for listening at home. Thanks to Mark Wilson as well. I'll be back tomorrow night and it's the final one-hour show of the summer on Monday. Back to two-hour shows and it'll be the build-up to the Premiership season. I'll be back tomorrow night. It'll be Roger Hanna alongside me. And up next is Callum Gallagher.